0: Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and this is our second part of our episode with Sarah. Sarah is the president of USTA Tennessee. She's a local league coordinator. She's captain a bunch of teams. She pretty much has done it all. If you want to learn more about her starting a community tennis association because she wanted to play more tennis or her advice for captains, please check out part one. But this is part two. Sarah, can you tell us the best and the worst parts of being a local league coordinator? Because I'm sure you had to deal with a lot of drama. Oh mm-hmm.
1: yes. So I'm going to give you the the best because it's so weird that I was recording this with you guys today. And this morning I, I got up early and I opened my um, email. You get a like a you probably get this email. It's from Marilyn Sherman. You know who Marilyn Sherman is, right? I don't know her personally, but I get a lot of emails from her, so she's kind of like a famous person from USDA, and she's the head of leagues. And so I opened Marilyn Sherman's email, and I was literally going to just delete it because it, you know, it's just usually like a report of who who's got a bunch of leagues going and how many leagues there are in Atlanta, and, you know, eight thousand new players. And I just scrolled down, and all of a sudden I saw Jackson, Tennessee, which is where I am. Tiny little Jackson had made the Marilyn Sherman news for. <laughs> highest percentage of unique players so I mean we had 520 percent increase now (laughs) that's and so that made my day I was I like sent out 10 emails like oh my gosh we made national USDA news with this but I mean it's a little bit deceiving because we you know last year coming off of COVID we just really didn't have a lot of league play so we couldn't do anything but go up but I'm still celebrating you know so I think the good part is just, you know, when your league comes together and you get more players and people are having fun. I mean, that's the very best thing about having a league and being a league coordinator or especially new players. Like you see the new players out and they're they're playing their matches and you're like, oh, good for you guys. You're playing. <laughs> so that's the best thing. I think the hardest part of being a league coordinator is just you cannot make everybody happy. It doesn't matter what you do, you know, and I had this come up recently. Uh, we've been working on flex league and we had, this is a large number for us. We had 11 men singles. Men are difficult in the first place just because they don't want to sign up. So we had 11 men singles in this one division. So we had to break them into two divisions, two flights, because I didn't want them to have to play. I think it was 12 of them. So I didn't want them to have to play 11 matches in four weeks. I was like, that's just uh, crazy. So I break them into two, two, uh, flights so they can play five matches and then have a playoff. And, um, of course I get complaints. Why wouldn't we just play a full round robin? (laughs) And it's like, uh, if I had done it the other way, everybody would have complained too. So I think being a league coordinator can be at times hard, um, because you just can't please everybody, but you do the best you can, you know, and smile and, and hope that it works out somehow. (laughs)
2: Exactly. You mentioned Flex Leagues. So that's actually our next question. Can you tell us about Flex Leagues? I know um, we kind of talked via email. Um, again, this is probably just another opportunity for people to play. I think it's through USTA, but kind of explain that.
1: It's a USTA league. Uh, you you sign in like through through TennisLink, you know, everything the same. You report your scores through TennisLink, all of that sort of stuff. Um, what, the reason it's called a Flex League is because. You schedule your own matches. So I I assume you guys probably play like we do. And we say, okay, this is the for me, it'll be like the Saturday uh, afternoon league. And every match is pretty much Saturday afternoon. And we and we get a schedule of the matches and we play them. But in the Flex League, we put out a schedule of matches that you need to play, but you schedule them on your own time. And so if I was going to play you guys, I'll just text you and say, can you all play this afternoon, you know, or maybe not this afternoon, (laughs) Next week, next Wednesday at two, you know, and um, then we would just report the scores as we play them. And so you have a certain number of matches to play within a certain amount of time. I think that works well. It seems like the men really like that um, because it's just a little bit more flexible. And with summer, especially, you've got a lot of people going out of town. Well, since you have played for a number of years, can
0: you tell us your most memorable moment on the court?
1: Yeah. So my most memorable moment is actually my first USTA experience. And, you know, I told you that my coach was like, look, you, you to be a player, you have to you have to play in a USTA league. And it just so happened. I mean, I was probably a two o at best. Maybe if there's anything below 2 I was that. <laughs> and so but it just so happened that in my town, for some reason, this has never happened ever again. We had tri-level, tri-state. And so, you know, tri-level is are, do you all play tri-level? Mm-hmm. OK, and yes. so this was like three states coming in to to do a state tournament here in, in our little town. And so uh, for some reason, our team didn't have to qualify. I don't know why we didn't have to play any local. We just were able to just be at tri-level, tri-state. And so he said, you're on the team w- with my sister who had also just started playing. And so we didn't know what it meant to be on a team. We had no idea what tri-level was. We just kept getting these texts and they'd say, be at the courts at, you know, <laughs> 9 a.m. ready to play and we'd show up and they say go to court one and we'd play we played like six matches every match we were losing 6-0 6-0 I mean we're just getting our tails whooped you know and um but on the last match and we would and we didn't understand anything like I didn't know I, I look horrified I look back at this kind of horrified like I didn't know that I was really part of a team that there was a captain that there were rules like you can't be late, you know, uh, and that you will get point penalties. And I remember it rained in the middle of that. And so they had like a, a rain site and we were supposed to be there by a certain time. We didn't know where it was. You know, this is new player problems. Right. And so, um, and there, the, these people are just yelling at us, get on the court, get on, you know, we didn't know why, you know, but anyway, the last match that we played, we won one game. And you would have thought that my sister and I had won one, Wimbledon, because we celebrated like screaming, throwing our rackets up, you know, just happy as we could possibly be because we won this one point. And I'm sure that whoever we were playing from this other state was like, what is wrong with these people? Why are they going crazy? But that was the beginning of it for me. I mean, it was so fun and we just lost totally. And we didn't care because it was just so fun to be Out playing with people we've never played with, you know, as part of a team, um, doing that kind of stuff. So I would say that's my most memorable moment is just acting a fool by winning for winning one game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'll bet those people that you played against tell that story as well. But just from their perspective, (laughs) I'm sure
1: they'll probably be on your on your podcast saying, oh, you won't believe what these people did. They were so horrible. (laughs) They just (laughs) celebrated.
2: But see, that's the thing about tennis too. like it puts you in that as an adult, it puts you in a competitive fun, but a competitive situation that you're not normally in in other things other than maybe, you know, business or trying to I don't know, you know, trying to win a deal, you know, in in life or something, but, but to actually be able to play a sport that has competition based, but yet, you know, that you're out there for fun. I think that's what's so unique. About our sport.
1: Yeah, and I I think you guys are both kind of have a sporty background before tennis. So you know what it's like to play in a team, but I never played any sports. Like I was a band geek and a nerd, you know. (laughs) And so I didn't, I didn't, I don't have that, um, you know, that I think that there are people that have been on teams, they have this like fight in them and they know they're going to win and they don't give up. And this is something that tennis teaches you being on a team, you just want to win for your team. And so, um, and it's, and and it's, so it's, it's something that is a, is something that you learn as you're playing. This is a drive to be, win for your team, which I think is different and something that you don't get in just your everyday life, even practicing law. I mean, I, I always want to win, but it's not, not me being part of a team necessarily. I'm out for my clients and for me, but, (laughs) but that's different in tennis because you're doing something that's so fun at the same time um, as just driving to win, which is, which is important.
0: Completely agree. Yeah.
1: I I have one last question. Do you ever sleep? (laughs) She does so much. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I do, I do sleep, but you know, I think it's funny how you get involved in this stuff and you just sort of like, don't know how you accidentally got to be doing it. I tell you, I think one thing that you probably experienced with Southern is just that when you get involved in this stuff, it starts to become your family, your friend, your, your Southern friends, you know? And so, um, I, I, I mean, I, I would make a plug for that too, is that, you know, just becoming involved in the committees and things that, that are deciding tennis, like one of the committees that, uh, league players always want to be part of is the adult league committee. And they're the ones that make the rules that we play, you know, at state and at Southern. And so like, you guys love rules. Y'all talk about rules all the time. So you're perfect. You should you should apply for adult league because you would be like so knowledgeable because you're players and you experience it. So when they make crazy rules and you're like, Why did they do that? You'll be in the room when they did it, you know? Or the one to blame. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> know if you want to be that? <laughs>
0: Thanks so much to Sarah for being on the podcast. We actually have one more episode with Sarah, which wasn't going to be an episode. It was just the three of us discussing rules we'd like USTA to change. So we hope you check that out. We hope you check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. The resources section of our website gives information for adult rec players. Also, stay tuned for the tip of the week with Michelle from Tennis Warehouse. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the courts soon.
3: Hey guys, it's Michelle with Tennis Warehouse, and here's your tip of the week. But first, make sure you use the discount code Serve for $20 off clearance items when you spend $100 or more at tenniswarehouse.com. Let's talk about some great racket options for the two five level players. We often like to say that you pay for what you get with tennis rackets, but if you're not interested in investing a whole lot yet, we have some great rackets under $100. Specifically, the Babolat rackets come to mind. There's an Evoke, a Boost, and an Evo are all great options as you're still getting dialed in with what you love about tennis. And then it's awesome to upgrade from there. If it's an oversized racket you're looking for, maybe something lighter, some rackets that come to mind, the Prince Warrior 107, Yonex E-Zone Ace, Wilson Clash 108, and even the Babelot Pure Drive 107 will all be great options. That's your T-Dub tip of the week. For more tips, visit us at tenniswarehouse.com.